Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome back to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We're thrilled that you've chosen to download and listen as we continue the conversation about student ministry. Now, in today's podcast, I've got with me my friend, Chris Vines. Hey, Dan. Great to be with you, man. Hey, Chris. It has been just a couple of days since our state meeting in the BMA of Arkansas. And so it was great to see you there, your lovely wife, and and get to see a, a more than just a handful of guys that we only get to see once a year. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's always fun, man, to be able to catch up with people we hadn't seen in a while. Um, we got some great ministries happening around our state. And I think, man, it's a joy to be able to hear uh, from from those guys just to share what God's doing in their ministries, uh, to be able to, um, for us as church leaders, to be able to hear from them and to know um, that, man, God's working uh, all over our state. So yeah, it was, it was a cool time. It was on the campus of Central Baptist College, and Central Baptist College is our podcast partner. We love to promote them and to share about them. They are challenging, engaging, and inspiring. They're a place that you need your students to check out. If they're looking for a small Christian college, a place where they can prepare for that next step in their job journey, whatever that looks like for them, have them check out cbc.edu. Again, that's cbc.edu. Now, in today's podcast, we're going to spend a few minutes sharing uh, five books that are going to be useful for your teenagers to read. Sometimes you have a parent who will ask. Sometimes you just have a student ask, what What should I be reading? What should I be looking at? And so Chris has a list for us, and we're going to go through that in just a moment. But again, it has been an exciting time for our podcast. We have one podcast that's just recently hit the 3,000 download mark, which is crazy for our little podcast. But it was an interview that we did with Eric Johnson. He wrote a book entitled Introducing Christianity to Mormons. So I'd encourage you to to go back, check that out, and see, see what it's all about if you haven't listened to it. There's a number of great interviews, discussions that we've had over these last few weeks. And so be sure to share the podcast with your friends, uh, with those that are in your church. Um, maybe it's another student ministry worker. Maybe you have a volunteer team and you'd like to talk about something. Well, search through our podcast, find that topic, and then share it with them, and then come back together and discuss it. That's a great way for you to check that out. But you can find out more information about our ministry, studentministrymatters.com, or you can go to our Podbean account, and you can find us there at studentministrymatters.podbean.com, or find us on any major podcasting app, which you apparently have done if you're listening to this today. Well, Chris, um, I know that you've got some books for us, some great recommendations as we look to our students and say, hey, this is what they should be reading. So where should we start in that process? Yeah. So, you know, I know that our listeners out there, I don't, uh, they are probably readers themselves. I hope you guys are. Um, I've always kind of 
uh, remember, I don't know who said it, maybe somebody can can help me know who said this, but that uh, leaders are readers, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. Again, we probably all heard something like that. <laughs> but, you know, I think about just different books that we would consider to be just like staples, you know, um, almost like uh, when we think about our, our, our diet and all the 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 building blocks of what would make up a good diet. Uh, what are some books that we would say that every Christian needs to read? We've probably all seen articles like that on different uh, blog sites that we like to we like to visit. Of just you know, here are seven books that every man needs to read before he dies. You know, that's one title that I've seen recently. You know, and I had a, a worker, a student worker in our ministry, ask me uh, the other day. You know, what are five books that you would recommend for? teenagers to read before they graduate high school. And and so I made that list and I just thought it would be helpful for us to to share that on the podcast today. First off, just know this before we get into it, you know, making a list like this is is really impossible, right? Because there's so many <laughs> books, you know. So here's the thing, you're going to hear my five books and you're going to be like, "Why didn't he say that one? Why didn't he say this book? Man, that list is bogus, whatever." If you want to call my list bogus, that's great. Just understand like I know that my list is somewhat bogus because there's a lot of books that I think every person some, should read. Here yeah. are just ones that have been informative to me. And I think also that would be uh, very um, formative to teenagers right now, even teenagers within your mm. group. So the first one that's on my list is Knowing God by J.I. Packer. I believe that's a great one to to read. Now, you may say, well, is that the first book I should hand them? Um, you probably might not do well to hand this to just every seventh grader that enters your your youth group. But again, as a book to go on a list of ones to read before they graduate high school, I believe this is worthy of that list. Knowing God by J.I. Packer. Uh, and then I'm going to say just a couple more than Dan, you you jump in here and just ask any questions or feel free to sure. maybe add a book that you think about. But um, the other one that I would I would also add to that list is The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul. I believe that's a a great book that just magnifies our view of God's holiness. I remember reading this for the first time and just really coming away with a much bigger sense, a much more powerful sense of of who God is and um, and also how I should see myself in light of of who He is. Um, a third one is one that um, I think makes a lot of lists, and that's Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. I think that's a great book for teenagers to read uh, before they they graduate high school. Um, and then I'll just go ahead and give you my last two since we're just moving forward with it. Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life or For the Christian Life by Donald Whitney. This book is one that um, our church is actually going through a study on right now. But man, it is so good. And here's the reason I like Donald uh, Whitney's book is because of the way he just approaches the idea of spiritual disciplines. There's a lot of other books out there that have to do with the spiritual dis disciplines of the Christian life. One in particular, I'll just give you that's coming to my mind right now is one by David Mathis called Habits of Grace. That's a great one to pick up as well. But spiritual disciplines for the Christian life is good because it, it reoriented, reoriented me in thinking about certain disciplines that I'd always kind of grown up um, hearing about, but not really thinking all the way around. So for one, uh, reading our Bibles. I think everybody would say that reading our Bibles should be a spiritual discipline. And Dr. Whitney would certainly agree with that, but I love how he breaks it down in his book because he spends two chapters on Bible intake. 
So he doesn't just necessarily say Bible reading. He talks about Bible intake. And that that really frees me up when I think about how I'm getting the Bible into me, right? Um, and we live in a day and age where students, I think, need to hear this type of terminology, right? Not just read your Bibles, but thinking about how, how, how are you getting God's word into you, right? We, we certainly do it through our eyes, um, and, and, but we also do it through our ears. Each time we sit underneath uh, a sermon, hopefully we are taking in God's word. But then there's also great uh, resources at our fingertips now, like Dwell Audio Bible or any other type of audio Bible out there where um, you can get God's word into you as you're driving down the road or as you're on your way to a basketball game, as you're, you, you know, you, you fill in the blank. And so I just think this book in particular helps us all think about um, the disciplines, the regular rhythms that need to be in every Christian's life. So it certainly is one that I would recommend uh, to be read before you graduate high school. And then the last one is uh, one by Tony Ranke called 12 Ways your phone is changing you. Tony Ranke continues to be one of my uh, favorite authors. Uh, he is continuing to write. Um, some of you guys maybe have heard of Tony Ranke. He, he actually co-hosts or actually hosts rather uh, the, uh, the podcast Ask Pastor John. And, uh, but, but Tony himself is, is a great writer. And this is one of his books that I love to recommend, 12 Ways That Your Phone is changing you. I think we would all agree that teenagers um, are being changed by their phones. Everybody's being changed by their phones. But these things need to be highlighted. These things need to be addressed. These things need to be brought to the attention of of our teenagers. And I think this is a great book, um, not only just to put in their hands, but to actually read with them. Okay. So those are my five books. Again, I know you're already thinking, man, why didn't he say this book? Why didn't he say that book? <laughs> I probably, if we made the longer list, I probably would say one of those books. Maybe, I don't know. But this is where I love to just open it up to you guys uh, to add to this list. And so Dan didn't ask me to do this, but I would just say, hey, in any kind of comment section that we've got on Facebook, wherever you're listening to this, if there's a way, if there's a line for you to drop in, maybe one of your books that you love handing to kids, let us know. We this is, again, not an exhaustive list, but we would love for you to fill in the blank. I would love that if you would share those books that you hand to students. I know that over the years I've heard others share about a book that their youth pastor gave them and said, hey, check this out. I know that there are immediately a couple that come to mind. One is by Josh McDowell. So it's a little bit older, but it's more than a carpenter. And it just talks about some of the foundational issues of our faith and being able to talk about them and think about them on an intellectual level. Uh, one of the other ones is is new, and I haven't completed it myself, but we gave it out at our last student ministry workers retreat. It was Surviving Religion 101, and especially useful for those students that are headed to a college, um, a secular college especially, but but it could be at a Christian college. You want to make sure you you are firm in your faith and want your students to be there. And so that's another great one. Of course, I think that it goes without saying, but we'll say it anyway, that the first book that we want our students to be reading is God's book, uh, the Bible. I recently heard, I think his name is Bart Barber. He's the head of the SBC and talked about how the Southern Baptists want to be a people of the book or that they are a people of the book. And I think that that's what your students need to be as they leave your youth group and head off to college 
or whatever's next for them is that they're first and foremost the people of the book. But let me ask you a question, Chris, before we, we wrap up. I mean, those are five fantastic recommendations, but at least the first four are pretty heady. Those are yeah. some heavy thoughts and heavy things. So what would you say to somebody that's like, okay, can my student really read and understand that? Uh, my, my first thought and first response would simply be that we should be people who are continually trying to raise the bar not just set the bar at places that kids can easily step over. I think we need to uh, be people, leaders who are uh, leading them to think about the things that they say that they believe. Uh, I think when, when it comes to resources that we give them, we certainly prayerfully consider what kind of resources those are going to be and if they are appropriate at a particular age. Um, but I would just say, simply put, that you know, my goal is is not to just um, set the bar at a particular height that everybody can just easily step over. Uh, I want them to to see and to be challenged in the things that uh, that we do and the things that that is presented to them. So I know that there's different views on that, right? I mean, I, I, there might be people out there shaking their head, you know, at at me on that. I'm not like a, a someone who's who's trying to prop myself up as like a, as a know-it-all or anything like that. I am certainly not. I just know that I'm, I am committed to leading uh, students into deeper realms of joy in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and I believe that the way that we do that is by gaining, gaining more and more knowledge of who our great God is. Uh, I love the illust- certain illustrations that, that we think about um, in terms of, just things that are heady, things that are hard to maybe sometimes understand. But as we think about God himself, who is incomprehensible, right? Uh, the fact that he's incomprehensible doesn't mean that we just throw our hands up in the air and say that we can't know anything about God at all. Rather, the the Christian life is one where we are continually bowing the knee to King Jesus and depending upon him to be all of our knowledge and all of our wisdom which means that we are pursuing a a deeper level of of joy in knowing all the riches that are ours in Christ Jesus. That's that takes a lot of head thought. And yeah. I would also just say this, Dan, and and before I begin preaching, is that <laughs> um, we are to love the Lord our God with all of our hearts, with all of our souls, and with all of our minds. Um, and I believe loving the Lord with all of our mind is easier said than often done. So I think we need to be challenged in that way. Well, let me add two practical notes to what Chris shared. Uh, First is your students are dealing with biology, physics, algebra. Uh, They are thinking through what are tough mental things. I mean, it's hard. Some of that stuff can be very heady. I remember in high school, even way back in the dark ages, when I was in a class called American Novel, because classes were set up a little bit different. So I had to help analyze Moby Dick. And as a high school student, that was my head about exploded. But you know what? (laughs) Uh, Our students are capable of of doing these things. And we want to encourage them to do that because God is worthy. He's, He's worthy of knowing in a deeper, more meaningful way. Now, the other thing is some of your students may not be readers and they may struggle in that area for whatever reason. Audiobooks are a thing. 
So have them listen. You know, they've always got those headphones in anyway. Well, have them listen to a book. They can do that at any time in any place. Um, and that may encourage them and excite them about the possibility of reading. So, well, Chris, thank you so much for sharing some of those things today and sharing five books every teenager needs to read. There are some others, of course, that we could recommend, but we'd encourage you to put those in the comments. Let us know what you think and what is appropriate and what is good for your students to read before they uh, leave high school and head off to that next stage of their life. Well, listener, thank you so much for being a part today to continue the conversation about student ministry. We're excited that we'll be sharing more in the future about next year's retreat, about all the good things that God has in store for us. But we just want to encourage you, keep working, keep serving, keep loving those students because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.